If a Christian doesn't pray about heaven, that's a remarkable lack. Who ever heard of exiles not thinking about home? Now, I said, that's exactly what the rosary is. We are in a new moment of time and a new moment of space. So we keep saying to our Lord and to the Blessed Mother, I love you, I love you. That's the Holy Rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. It's Friday. It's a little bit late on Friday to get started here, but here we are. I will have this posted probably about 8 o'clock. I think you'll everybody will notice that it's not up at noon, so you all know that I'm recording late. At any rate, uh, just things interfere, and I hope it doesn't interrupt anybody's listening patterns. I get the impression most people actually listen to the Friday episodes over the weekend, so hopefully it won't really bother anybody. Today we're praying for a friend of the show and uh, a friend of our very generous hosts at Exodus Americana, Southern Spumoni. When the a request was submitted, he was actually still in the hospital. He's out now, feeling better, back at work. Uh, so we're going to be praying for his perfect healing uh, rather than for uh, his uh, it, his initial recovery. It, sickness is one of those things where it's, it's time sensitive if the request comes in and I'm not able to get to it by a given Friday. Uh, sometimes we've moved beyond it, but I don't want him to go unprayed for either because, you know, he's, he's had himself a, a time and uh, he's done really great work for the people that have very generously chosen to host me and host the Holy Rosary for their audience, which is by no means a majority Catholic. So out of both uh, loyalty to Exodus and out of sheer Christian charity, I want to make sure that Southern Spumoni gets prayers said for him. And uh, I know he listens to the show from time to time because he listened to the earlier iteration of it, uh, the, the first version that stopped in, oh, I think it was, did I post the last of those in February of 2022? Was it that recently? I thought I quit it earlier than that and it came back again. Whatever the case may be, uh, he's... Uh, definitely a friend of the show, definitely a listener, very deserving of your prayers, and I hope that you keep him on uh, on your rosaries uh, well after his recovery. If you have any prayer intentions, feel free to submit them. Daily Decade Requests at proton.me, M for Michael, E for Elizabeth. Protonmail.com still works. Uh, Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural at proton.me. You can also drop a line on the Oremus posts, which are made on Sunday. They are made both on Telegram and on Post, poa.st. You'll find me on Telegram, on Post, on Odyssey, on Gab, at The Daily Decade. It's the same everywhere you go, at The Daily Decade. Decade spelled like decade. Uh, And you can respond to any posts on any of those sites uh, I am uploading to Odyssey, which means that I've got videos playing on there. They're not really videos, they're just audio recordings that I'm doing here that I'm uploading there. But nevertheless, there they are. Uh, 
So you can find me on there, comment there. If you have any prayer requests, uh, I do still get... I have I have an email uh, uh, that I've got to respond to. I did get the email. Thank you for the kind words. And I do have you... If you, you know who you are... Um, there's one email that came in since the last email from Brigand, and uh, he knows who he, he knows uh, what he requested. I have your request on the fourth of November uh, is when we've uh, got him in there. So, just so you know, I did get the email. I'm waiting to write a proper response to it. Sometimes that can take a little while, as any other as other listeners who have written in can can confirm. It does take me time to respond to emails sometimes and that really comes just from my desire to make sure that I'm giving you the response and the time that you deserve Uh, it's I I don't want to just jot off quick hey thanks for the email bye Uh, I do want to take the time to respond to the kind words that I always receive from everyone when they write in Uh, I'm wondering if I ought to start doing the Godcast does this thing where they respond to questions theological questions um, I don't know anybody else in this. I was reminded recently, or, or told, informed, I guess, recently, that I'm the only one doing anything like Catholic apologetics uh, in the uh, in the right wing sphere. Uh, now, I, I I consider myself part of a general trend of Catholics that are posting online. A lot of people have a lot of theological commentary to make. My goal is to well help you pray more. Uh, not really reflect on the state of the church or the the wackiness of politics or anything like that, just to get you to pick up a rosary and make a habit out of praying it. That's all. And uh, actually, you know what, before I get too far into rambling along here, why don't we go ahead and do that, the thing that we're here to do, pick up the rosary and pray. So if you have your rosaries, go ahead and take them out. Now let's put ourselves in the presence of God. I've got all the housekeeping stuff out of the way anyway, so it's not really all that big of a deal. And uh, and pray for uh, our friend Southern Spumoni and for his perfect healing. Oh, of course, it's, it's Friday, so we're going to pray in Latin. Um, if you want to learn how to pray in Latin uh, more fluently, I'd recommend getting your hands on the, this uh, Christian Warfare book uh, by... Uh, uh, it's put out by the St. Raphael Press or by the SSPX up in Canada, and it's just out, an outstanding prayer book. Uh, I mean, it's aimed at, it's it's a copy of the Livre Blue that's used by um, the SSPX in Europe. But I think for anyone who's even remotely tied to, any, to tradition um, in the Catholic faith, or even some of the high church Protestants, I think, who want to pray in Latin, this is a a really wonderful book to work from, so I'd, I'd encourage you to get it. In nomine Patris, Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Credo in Deum, Patrum Omnipotentum, Creatorem Cere et Terre, et in Iesum Christum, Fidium Eius Unicum, Dominum Nostrum, qui conceptus est de Spiritus Sancto, Natus ex Maria Virgine, Passus sub Pontio Pilato, Crucifixus, Mortus et Sepultus, Descendiran Inferos, Tertia die resurrexida mortuis, acendida celos, sedida dextera dei patris omnipotentis, inde venturus, jest judicare vivos et mortuos. Credo in spiritum sanctum, sanctum ecclesiam catholicum, sanctorum communionum, remissionum peccatorum, 
carnis resurrectionem, vitam eternum. Amen. Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fia voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et de midi nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos de minimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patria, Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicur erat in principio, et nunc, et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Secundum mysterium dolorosum, flagellatio Domini nostri, Jesu Christi. Pater noster, qui es in ceris, sanctificator nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fia voluntas tua, sicur in cedo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianam da nobis horiae, et de midi nobis debita nostra, sicur et nos de minimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amaro. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, 
ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Fidio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicur erat in principio, et nunc, et semper, et in secula secalorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordiae, vita dulcedo et spes nostra, salve. Ad te clamamus, exulis filia evi, ad te suspiramus, gementes et flentes in hac lacrimarum, vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, ilos tuos misericordes, oculos ad nos converte, et Jesum benedictum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. O clemens, o pia, o dulci Virgo, Virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, sancta Dei genitrix, ut digni officiamor permissionibus Christi. Oremos. Deus cuius unigenitus per vitam mortem et resurrectionem suam nobis salutis eterne premio comparavit, concide quesumus. Ut heic mysterio sacritissimum beato, beate Mariae Virginis Rosario recolentes, et emetemur quod continent et quod promitunt asequamur. Periundum Christum Dominum nostrum. Amen. Oremos. Domine Sancte, Pater Omnipotens, Eterne Deus, qui benedictionis Tue gratiam egris infundendo corporibus, facturum Tuum multiplici pietate custodis. Ad invocationem Tui nominis benignus assiste, ut famulum Tuum ab agriturine liberatum et sanitate dominatum dextera Tua erigas, Virtute confirmas, potestate tueris, atque ecclesia tue sancte cum omni desiderata, prosperitate restituas. Per Christum Dominum nostrum. Amen. Sancti Michael Archangeli, defende nos in prelio, contra iniquisiam et insidias diabolias o presidium. Imperidili Deus, supplices de pecamor. Tuque princeps milite celestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignus, qui ad perditionem animarum pervagantur in mundo, divinum virtute in infernum detrude. Sacritissimum cor Iesu, miserere nobis. Sacritissimum cor Iesu, miserere nobis. Sacritissimum cor Iesu, advenia regnum tuum. In nomine Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Goodness, it got busy here in this parking lot as I was praying. That's rather a nice thing, actually, if you can stop and 
say the prayer. I have to say sometimes I enjoy Fridays because it does force me to pull aside, double-check the language uh, of the prayer that I'm praying, and it forces me to really take some time to refocus myself and disappear into the prayers, which really you, you should be doing anyway. It's when you're trying, when I'm trying to split my attention, I, I pray the rosary in the car because that's when I can. It's my opportunity to. I don't really have a whole lot of choice in the matter. It's not an ideal situation. If you have a better situation, I'd recommend taking the time and setting aside the time to pray as you can, pray where you can, uh, where you'll have time set aside to yourself, like our Lord in the garden. Whenever Christ needed to prepare for something, he always went out somewhere, quiet, deserted, removed. And people would follow him, but it got them in some bit of trouble from time to time. When Christ fed the 5,000, and when he fed, I think it's 4,000 and 5,000, 3,000 and 5,000, he did it twice. I always remember the 5,000, that stands out in my mind. But when Christ did that, the reason he had to do that was because these people had followed him out to where he prayed. And they were very far removed from anything resembling civilization. There was simply no way for them to get food for themselves. Uh, and they would have to travel a very long way back in order to get to a place where there would be food. So it was his act of mercy, knowing that they had followed him to a place, a deserted place, where he sought to pray, that he took compassion on them and fed them. It wasn't simply because they needed food. It wasn't a political act. It wasn't, it wasn't social welfare or a safety net. It was compassion specifically for that group of people who had gone out of their way to follow him into the desert, knowing that there would be no food there for themselves or their families. But because man does not live on bread alone, but on the, the wor every word that issues forth from the mouth of God. And there were enough people in that crowd that understood that what they were hearing were words that issued from the mouth of God, that he took compassion on them. It's really a testament to the faith of some of the people that followed him. It's also a testament to how much of a, uh, a heel face turn takes place for a lot of people on the, uh, on, during the crucifixion of the Passion. These are people that followed him into Jerusalem saying, Hosanna to the son of David, and then joined the crowd shouting crucify him not a week later and many of these people were people who had in their hearts an inkling that they were going to hear words issued forth from the mouth of God on that hill in the desert by the Sea of Tiberias it's it's a, it's a pretty big shift and it should act as a warning for all of us that how quickly and easily we can fall from nearing walking the path and nearing close to sainthood and then slipping and falling into the worst depravity which really is just the disobedience of God now there are degrees of evil of course there are people that are very very evil and do very outwardly evil things but is there anything worse than the betrayal of God 
by one who is a believer. That's actually something that was on my mind when I wrote the reflection that I'm drawing from today. I didn't mean to do this quite like this. I I think I'm going backwards now, but it's... The scourging is a visceral uh, mystery of the rosary. It's very easy for us to get a very physical picture of what's going on. But just like everything else in Scripture, the scourging at the pillar is not merely symbolic. It's not merely analogical. Uh, it's, uh, or rather, it's not merely physical. It is also analogical. It's not. Uh, it's not merely the history of what actually what happened to Christ, although it did happen to Christ. It's also a symbolic thing. Christ takes upon himself, in the course of the crucifixion, the sins of mankind. The scourging is a manifestation of the physical sins of mankind, the, the carnal sins of mankind, our gluttonies, our lusts, uh, anything that favors the flesh. It is also an analog of sin itself. And this is the symbolism that, I, that we, haven't, we don't usually reflect on. We either reflect on the fact that he is suffering because of my sins. And certainly enough people that are listening to this, men in particular who are listening to this, have struggled with the sins of impurity and know that we actively, when we commit those kinds of sins, actively participate in the scourging of Christ. And we're not the ones that are tied to the pillar. But there is, in a way, another way, another uh, means whereby Christ experiences sin in this case. Because, of course, Christ being sinless, being God, he cannot sin. And so all of the experience of sin that he has, he experiences in the course of the Passion. That is what the Passion really is made manifest, is God experiencing outwardly what our souls experience inwardly when we sin. The rending of the soul with sins of the flesh because that's what the loyalty to the flesh does. Uh, it doesn't just choke out the, the soul. It actively rends at it, bleeds it out. When we think of Christ tied to the skirt, to the pillar, we know that Christ went through multiple kinds of scourging. He was not simply scourged with iron rods, with the cat of nine tails, right off, right out of the gate. Uh, tradition holds that Christ was beaten in multiple ways: first with rods, then with cords, and then finally with the cat of nine tails rending into his flesh. And the 39 lashes were therefore prepared, he was prepared for them by another beating, by two other beatings, in fact. And the 39 lashes, of course, is one lash shy of a death sentence, which means it was, in effect, a death sentence. If we look at the way in which it progresses, his punishment, he's, he's chained to the pillar in the same way that we are chained to our carnal nature and our fallen wills when we sin. Even a venial sin ties us in. And we are here in this world tied to our nature, our fallen nature. 
as long as we are in this world, we are bound to it. Our concupiscences are things that we can never really escape. They're always there for us to do battle with. Christ is bound to the pillar. He's bound to the earth. The pillar is set in the earth. It's, 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 uh, it's cemented into the ground. That's an important point. We, are too, we too are cemented to the world. And in sin, we do some small damage at first. You know, we, we, when we sin, we sometimes for, at first sin reluctantly. We recognize what we're doing. We don't really want to do it, but we want to do it. We desire with our passions, and we, rep- we are uh, revolted. We revolts in our intellect. And the will must choose between one of the two. And those of us who are weak, the will tends towards the passions. And as the will draws nearer to the passions, so the punishment on the soul becomes greater. You move from the rods to the cords. And in the cords, you do greater damage to the soul. But we don't indulge in sin and give ourselves over wholly to it or rather when we do that that's when sin really gets its claws in us that's when those little iron bars at the end of Satan's cat of nine tails really dig in and tear away and it's not us who bleeds it's not not we who bleed at that point in the process but Christ and he bleeds as he bled during the passion and bound to the earth tied to the pillar stuck in the ground his blood seeps to the earth falls to the earth pours on the earth and cries out just as Cain's crime cried out to heaven now it's bad enough that when the blood condemns Christ's executioners and I don't just mean the Jews but the Romans, the pagans that participated, the crowd. And far worse when it cries out and condemns us because we've let the cat of nine tails get a hold of our soul, dig in and tear at that. Tear at it. It should give us a little bit of pause the degree to which we do give in to sin and indulge in it and the degree to which we cultivate in ourselves a disgust for sin that should manifest as a constant reluctance now, there's a, a question of, of scrupulosity in sin I think it's St. Francis de Sales uh, talks about scrupulosity and the danger of it and there's a, a priest that does a commentary on, on St. Francis de Sales and for the life of me, I can't remember his name now, but he comments on sins of impurity in particular. We live in a world that is saturated in pornography. Everything that we look at, everything out there, is to some greater or lesser extent pornographic. It comes from being living in a civilization that's firmly in the grips of the devil and his minions. The same people that crucified Christ. 
But everything around us is like this, and it awakens impurity within us because we are filled with concupiscence. Even the best of us are. And we're drawn to these things. And there's a question of, well, when you have impure thoughts, when these things impose themselves upon you, do you sin? The degree to which you sin. In a person that is able to resist, successfully resist, impurity of act uh, with very little effort, an impure thought is almost never a sin. Because those impure thoughts come almost exclusively from outside. Now, for a person that gives in very readily to sins of impurity, for that person, then an impure thought is almost always a sin. Because the reluctance and resistance to that impure thought uh, are rarely uh, manifest and certainly never immediately manifest. It's always a sort of, there's a reluctance in the other direction. You know, you get online and see certain things on message boards here and there and uh, you don't click away quite quickly enough or the thought occurs to you pops into your mind you don't quite turn away from you 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 like that it's, it's, oh yes that's nice oh wait that's not that's that's not nice that's not good at all it takes a little while it, t- it takes a moment for the click to take place for that switch for the revulsion to kick in and the, the initial reluctance is the reluctance to turn away but I don't want to. That tells us how close we are to the full scourging and whether or not we're just getting beaten with rods. Is it rods, is it cords, or is it the cat of dying tails? Well, the one who regularly indulges, that's the cat of dying tails. There's, that person is not reluctant in any way, shape, or form uh, to uh, indulge in sin, but is very reluctant to resist. And on the other side of things, you have Christ uh, being led off to the scourging, of the Christ being uh, pulled in by his by his victimizers, and that's the person who is very reluctant to sin and who is drawn to holiness and receives the temptations as pain. Most of us are somewhere in between those two. But when the blood of Christ pours upon the ground, how much worse for those of us who are adopted sons of God in baptism and in the holy sacraments to be responsible for that? How much worse for us to be Judas than to be merely a member of the crowd? And we have to have the, the wherewithal, the mental sense when the when that thought occurs to us when that when we become aware of being pulled in that direction to pull away from it and join the other apostles or if we fall to be as peter and weep bitterly and not as judas and embrace our sinfulness and despair and so i hope that all of us will be spared despair and spared sinfulness and always be reluctant to sin, and eager to run to Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness.
and I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her, who is the moon, and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.